Dude. Listen. Here's what I said to Spencer. I said, I am petrified that people are going to come for me. For my thoughts and feelings. I need to preface preface this by saying it was not a bad book. I think that I am the wrong demographic for this book. I don't think you're the wrong demographic. No, I I don't think I, I don't think I'm the correct age bracket for this book. Uh, that's not even the problem. Okay, so I'm no, I'm going to preface the whole thing um, as just an apology in advance that this book has been flooding our social medias for months, months and months, and I felt pretty confident in the side of TikTok that I was on that the recommendation for this book plus the blurb would have fit our vibe Mm -hmm. so I want to apologize in advance for the lack of smut in the smutty book club this week because that was not intentional and we will be fixing that going forward because that is not okay on our part and we were very very sad the book that we read this week is red white and royal blue by Casey McQuiston and this book is cute it is funny it has quite a rom com vibe and it seemed like it would be a very up crystal's alley book i missed the boat though that it was geared more for the young adult audience i didn't go into this knowing it was a young adult novel and that's not typically the books i enjoy reading Especially when it comes to romance. I've read other young adult novels. These guys, so different. these, these, the, ma- the main characters in these were plenty of age. They were fine. That's not the problem. Also, the age that we don't typically like to read about. They're college age. I read plenty 23 year old. But we've complained about it in the past many times that we. When do- they're 18, 19, yeah. I guess. I just, they weren't written like they were that old, though. Their voice was a lot, just the way that it came across to me is they're written a lot younger. And so for a while, I was like, why am I reading about teenagers? And then I had to remember they're not adults. I disagree, adults. but that's okay. Well, we I, are allowed to have yeah. our own opinions. I just I, I felt like they represented their age and it was fine. My <laughs> issue though, going in was the lack of smut. So that being and said- And everyone was like, this is a spicy book. Where? I That's what I meant. Where like, is that? I, I was told- and so we'll get into that this is not saying that this is not a book for everybody if this is the kind of stuff you're into absolutely have at it not my vibe no this was a super cute book i really liked the rom com vibes i really liked the connection between the characters overall this book would have been great if we weren't teased with their you could feel that they had a palpable connection but then we weren't given it. You you started scenes and it was like, oh, it's over. It was like a fake closed door. Weird. It was the strangest thing I've ever seen. It's like, I almost would have preferred a closed door to the fake closed door. Cause it was like, it, oh, we're going to lead up. And then it was like, and then we were done. Is this how Colleen Hoover books are? No, her books, the characters are trash. These books, the characters weren't trash. They were good. No, they were written well. There was a couple trash characters. In my opinion. There were people um, I didn't like. So, anywho, Sorry, this was a cutesy rom com. <laughs> we th- felt like it had been a while since we done a book to movie experience. So, we thought with this book that we could do a 
read of this book. And then on Monday, we could share the movie experience for our special episode because the movie is available on Amazon. I think it's just a prime video movie. So we'll check out how that rolls next. We have not watched it yet. So this is all fresh. This is just the book portion. And then we will watch the video and then we will compare in the next one. So red, white, and royal blue. So this is an MM rom-com romance. It features Alex, whose mother is the president of the United States and Henry, whose grandmother is the queen of England. And this book starts out, it's a third person point of view and it, it isn't a limited third person point of view. However, we do have a hyper focus on Alex. So I was really excited that it wasn't so limited third person when we first started out and I was then a little disappointed that we were so hyper-focused on Alex and his thoughts and feelings throughout the whole book. And we didn't get much from Henry. So that was a little bit of a disappointment for me, but it was still an interesting choice because I don't get a lot of romance books that are in that viewpoint. But we learn who Alex is in the beginning. We learn that him and his family are required to go to the royal wedding because Henry's brother is getting married and we learn of Alex's long-standing I wouldn't call it a rivalry because they ha- they haven't really even talked to each other that much but it's it's like a feud that like like only exists, exists in their minds <laughs> yeah in Alex's mind in Alex's mind and he just goes for it all the time so he is not looking forward to having to go to London to go to this royal wedding but unfortunately duty calls and they must attend now Alex has a sister June who's a few years older than him and it's a little interesting of a situation but the vice president has a granddaughter that also is kind of part of their trio because she's the same age Nora so they have been dubbed this little band of the first children that they do everything the, together. And like that's their what, little the White House circle. trio? Yep. That's their little tight circle. That's the only people they really talk to, or at least the only people really Alex talks to. So they all have to go to this royal wedding and Henry is there and he's looking all dapper and amazeballs. And he just looks so full of himself and stuck up and proper. And Alex just can't handle it. And he has the audacity to do the right thing by their families and ask June, his sister, for a dance. And it just gets him all mad. He just keeps drinking and drinking and drinking. And to the point where Alex gets so drunk that he gets the nerve to kind of confront Henry a little bit and be like, I'm on to you and your proper baloney. And Henry's like, what the fuck is wrong with you sort of deal? And he's kind of like, get away from me kind of thing to the point of like, Alex trips and then goes tries to grab Henry, but Henry's like, no fucking way, but then ends up pulling him down and they both topple onto the wedding cake. And that's kind of how our book starts. It's an aggressively expensive wedding cake. Well, it is for the royal wedding. I know, but (laughs) 70,000. Yeah, I was like, what, 75,000? Yes. Mm -hmm. Bitch, that thing better have gold on it. It probably does. 
And of course, up to this point, Flix is very, very, very full of himself. Like the way he speaks, he's like, yeah, I'm fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. I just, it was just, it was interesting. I get it again. Well, like, and I'm I like how dude, he, so. Well, I liked his little rant where he was like, listen, royal weddings are trash. Princes who have royal weddings are trash. The imperialism that allows princes to exist at all is trash. It's trash turtles all the way down. And all I could think of was like, that feels like a me rant that I've probably had on here a lot of times. So now instead of trash Muppets, I'm just going to call men trash turtles. Thank you, Alex. Yeah, no, I had a couple highlights from the first couple chapters. It was pretty funny. There definitely was a few times where he, he, he rolls his eyes and suddenly imagining twirling around a ballroom while Henry drones sweet nothing is about croquet and fox hunting in his ear. <laughs> the thought makes him want to gag. I, like, that was funny. And then I think it's that thing when a vampire creates an army of crazed sex waifs and starts his own ruling body. This was very quippy and very funny in a lot of parts, which helped me a lot. I was going to say most of the book was that way. Yeah. Most, no, no, no. Most of it was. It just helped me with how I kept forgetting how old the characters were. So every time they spoke, I'm like, how old are these people? Because they sound like they are 18, 19 year old bros with the way that they speak. And I, I felt like they talked like 21 year olds because, you know, it's 21 year olds. Not all 21 but... year olds though. But the way that they spoke was as if they didn't go to college. But you have to also remember they're entitled brats too. I'm aware of that. Yeah. I'm just saying, if you're going to be a future king... Henry spoke more eloquently than Alex did. Alex, well, think, obviously, he was trained for it. Right. But just sometimes the conversations, I wanted to hit my face because I was like, bro, <laughs> come on. I, I liked it. I thought it was cute. I thought it was quippy. I was loving the dynamic between the two of them. Every single time the two of them were in the room together, I loved their connection and I loved their on-page like you could feel it. Like it was like toe curly, like the way it was written. It was great. It was super cute. I was totally digging everything about them for quite a while. I was in it. I wasn't. I wasn't. But again, we are allowed to have our own separate opinions about it. And my opinion was I didn't realize that it was a YA book. If I'd gone in knowing ahead of time, I probably yeah. could have mentally prepared myself for how. It was written because it feels like before we had that conversation, I was like, this feels very written like a YA novel. And in my brain, I was like, I didn't think that that's what this was supposed to be. So I was getting frustrated by the writing style. Once I realized- So you it, weren't it was... able to go in with that mindset. Yeah. No. So then I was fine. And I knew it was tagged that way on Goodreads, but- I don't look at the tags. Typically, when I read a book, I'm just- Like when I, when I said I was reading it, but- for me, it pops right there. I only see Goodreads after I'm done with the book. Yeah. So, anywho, I understood the concept that that's what I was going in. But I swear I saw people telling how spicy this book was. And that it was a good book. And it was all over spicy talk. So, that's my problem. And I'll get into that when it's time. But up until that point, I'm telling you, I was here for the whole ride. 
And maybe I was able to appreciate it in that way because I was able to go in with that mindset. Yeah, because, well, once I realized that it was a YA book, the rest of the book was easier for me to digest because my brain's like, okay, well, it's written like this because it's a YA novel. It's not adult contemporary. So complete mind switch. So the second half of the book, and again, I went through the first half of the book not realizing this. The second half of the book was easier to digest for me until we get to like some points and then I'll, we'll get into it later on. But so I just, I struggled really hard in the beginning. So if you are going into this and you want to read it again, it is a good book. It just was not for me, but know that it is a YA novel. It was just written very juvenile. I think it was written like but a, in for my opinion, 21 year old man, like a 21 year old boy. You. But it's to not, you. Uh, to not me. a 21 year old girl. No, 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 a no. 21 year old boy. To me, it wasn't written that way. But again, we interpret things very differently. You and I do. And we've discussed this many times. And that's why this works. So we have differing opinions. And to yeah. me, it was not, it, it was written as if it was to be YA and aimed towards a lot younger people. I don't feel like this book was for me. <laughs> there were parts, obviously, that I really, really enjoyed, which we'll get into as we continue. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to like go off on a rant. And go so there. because of the cake incident, Obviously, that is a multinational catastrophe. So people were taking pictures galore of the two sons of dignitaries in a cake. Alex is now home with his president mother and her team trying to make a PR plan for him. Like, how can we fix this mess? And his mom's kind of funny because she's trying to skate the line between being the president of the United States and still being his mom. And a lot of her little lines are kind of funny. But she's basically like, as your mother, I can appreciate that maybe this wasn't your fault. But as the president, all I want is to have the CIA fake your death and ride the dead kid sympathy into second term. They basically said that he had to make nice and pretend the prince is his bestie. And it was truly just an accident. He was basically like, is it, is it too late to take the faking my death option? Because he does not want to hang out with this guy. And so unfortunately, no, it's not an option. And he has to have all these little appearances pre-planned with photographers ready to go um, to create the facade that he and Henry are very good friends. So they go to London and it's, it's very quippy with their back and forth and they rag on each other and they have to do press at the children's hospital. But while they're there... This is his first glimpse that Henry isn't just this robotic yes man that just does it for the cameras and that's literally all he's capable of doing because he catches him talking to kids there because at first he has all these preconceived notions of what it's going to be like and that he can't be anything like him because he's in it for the people and obviously Henry's not. So this is his first kind of glimpse that well maybe he's misjudged Henry a little bit and of course then something has to happen and some nincompoop brought fireworks into the hospital that they didn't know were fireworks at the time they just heard all the pop 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 pops and so the security for them got all paranoid and shoved them both in a closet for safekeeping and the closet wasn't very big enough for both of them so they're all stuck huddled together on the floor in this weird compromising position that I think made both of them a little uncomfortable. It was at this point of the book that I 
realized the amount of theming throughout so far of the gay theming was a lot. It was not subtle in the least bit. Go I don't think it was supposed it. to be. I know, but a lot of it was a bit much. I was like, we get it. <laughs> They're gay. I, I get it. I get it. Oh my god, haha, ha, funny. They're being shoved in a closet. I got it. Funny. So funny. There was a lot more prior to that, too, with little comments here and there. And I'm like, but I think okay, that was the point, though. I it understand, just... but you can be subtle about it, and then you can be not subtle about it. And this book took the not subtle route. I get it. They're gay. I got it. Understood. But yeah, it was the closet part. And I was like, really? Don't worry, because there's more jokes about the closet later on. The subtlety doesn't stop. I thought it was cutesy. I thought it did what it was supposed to do. It was very on the nose in a rom-com way. Most rom-coms are like that. Most of the stuff you read is like that. That's why sometimes I can't do too much of it because it's so... Then maybe I'm not reading those rom-coms because I don't have overtly, this is funny. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't like when it's that overt consistently throughout the whole book. Like, I get it. I'm very much oh, aware. I feel like it's always a rom-commy way that, that that's like that. It's not. Not all of them. So that's why I didn't have a problem with it because it read like I felt it should. I just, there's a lot of gay jokes. And we're not even that far into the book. So they had this shared experience. They had a good talk in the closet. Well, as good as they could have for who they were at that time. And Alex gives Henry his number. Because he's like, well... We're stuck in this thing for a little while. You know, here's my number. Bloody blah. So Henry uses it. They start t- texting and they have this little text chain going, though Alex puts him in his phone as his Royal Highness Prince poop emoji. That was very, again, on brand for that 21 year old dinkwad. But they text a lot to the point where it's pretty obvious to those around Alex, like June and Nora, that Alex is becoming kind of obsessive with it and consumed by it. And so it comes time for the official pardons of the turkey for the government. And he finds out that the taxpayers have to pay to house these turkeys for them to just sit and wait to be pardoned on their land and it's exorbitant and he's like this is stupid they could just stay here i don't understand and it becomes this big fight was so funny (laughs) it becomes this big fight and his mother ends up conceding and being like fine they can stay in your room this whole scene like you said was so funny the whole thing was hilarious but it gets to a point where he's regretting his decisions and he's on his bed in the middle of the night, basically scared to death of these turkeys that are caged in his room. Have and you been around a turkey? Those things are fucking terrifying. Absolutely not. <laughs> yep. So he gets so, and he's texting Henry, and it gets to the point where he just can't take it, and he calls Henry, and they have their first phone call. And it's kind of a big deal because they haven't spoken on the phone before, and it's a little awkward. They're talking about the turkeys and he convinces them to go spend the night in June or something that it's okay. And then they have a hard time hanging up with each other because they don't know how. And it's just kind of kind of a little awkward moment there. And it's cute. And then they start talking regularly. 
So now they're texting and or calling every day. And it's just kind of constant. And so then Christmas rolls around. And so Alex's mother is the president. And she is married to his stepfather. And he's obviously the first gentleman. And I love how they just put as the first female president instead. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Not only that, but a biracial immigrated family of a first female. Like I was like, bitches. I loved it. This is is the best. This is the best. So Christmas rolls around. So it's his mother doing that. But his father is also in politics. He's a senator, but he comes for Christmas. And I guess his mother and his father don't get along behind closed doors. No wonder they're divorced. Blah, blah, blah. So they fight and he just can't handle it because he's a little snooty bums and needs to go call Henry. And then they little commiserate over their families together. And it's just like another little moment that they have. But that brings us into New Year's. New Year's is when the children of the house hold their state dinner, their correspondence dinner or whatever, but instead they make it into a New Year's party kind of thing. And June has noticed how much he's been texting Henry and invites Henry and a plus one. So Henry brings his bestie Percy or heads like the candy, as he says, to this party. And he's kind of like put off at first. He's like, I'm not going to babysit him all night. And then he babysits him all night because he wants to hang with him all night. And he's teaching him how to let loose and dance, not be so stiff and weird. And then he kisses Nora for New Year's like he always does every year, even though Nora's a lesbian. But there, that's just their thing that they do. She's not a full lesbian. She's bisexual as well. I know she's bisexual because they mentioned that she's a bisexual. Well, because Alex bonded with her when he was talking of the bisexuality and they bonded together about it when they were talking about it. She's bisexual. Um, yeah, I thought he called her one at one point. But anywho, yeah. So he kisses Nora like he does every year on New Year's. And Henry leaves the party. He's like, fuck this shit, I'm out. And he goes down by the backyard, like, garden area. And Alex is drunk off his ass. Shocker. He's drunk through 80% of this book. And shock. Ah, what? And so he eventually notices that he hasn't seen Henry in a while since he left after the kiss. And he goes looking for him. He finds him in the garden. And Henry's kind of being super cryptic. Like, what'd you think? The fuck, man? Kind of thing. And then Henry kisses him. And Alex is kind of like, wait a minute for a minute. And then he's like, oh, okay. I'm here. I got this. I'm vibing this. And then... Henry breaks it off and he books it like not only books it off the garden, but he books out of the party and books it on a plane and, and then, books back to London. And then ghosts him. And yeah, a little bit. A little bit. He little literally bit. was just like, bye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He didn't respond to him for a little bit. It was like a, what, like a day or two that he wasn't really responding to him this I time. Like th- I thought it was like three days during this Alex is having his own personal crisis because he he's pissed. like, well, that, well, he's worried because he's not responding, but he's also yeah. like having his own personal crisis because he's like, shit, what does this mean? Yeah. Like, and he's looking back on his life and looking back on all the stuff. Yeah. He's like, oh, 
well, yeah, I guess I, he's realizing I, he's realizing that friends don't just yeah, touch each to other just because in high school. So Liam, this is yeah, it says because if I were into guys, it would have felt scary to be with one, but it wasn't. That was just how horny teenage best friends were sometimes, like when they would get off at the same time watching porn in Liam's bedroom, or that one time Liam reached over and Alex didn't stop him. I highlighted it because I was like, boy. That's and then not- he's like, well, and sometimes I would picture men in the shower, but you know, like that's just everybody yeah. does that. And he's like, but yeah, I oh. liked, I always really liked. He's like, maybe straight people don't question this much if they're straight. Yeah. <laughs> And then it was a couple of highlights throughout this whole section. And I like when he makes the little countdowns in his head. So it's just like, one, he's attracted to Henry. Two, he wants to kiss Henry again. Three, he has maybe wanted to kiss Henry for a while, as in probably this whole time. Since he was 14 and had a magazine cut out that he would pet Mm -hmm. lovingly. But he just thought it was him looking up to him. Yes, it was interesting. This whole section, and then of course, Fire Island on the 4th of July gay was really funny. But so he ends up going to talk to Nora about it because, you know, him and Nora used to date. And then as they got older, they would just sneak in and fake pictures as if they're together. The paparazzi oh, pictures. you're right. It wasn't just three days. It was almost a month. Okay. I thought it was like you're a right. while. But so he goes to Nora and he goes, hey, do you remember like when we dated? She goes, why? Yes, I do. And of course, he's like, as well as, you know, knowing me as well as you do, she goes in the biblical sense, because, you know, they've they've banged. She's like, number. He's but like, we wouldn't know that on page. Well, no, I'm just... he's like numbers on me being into dudes. And she's like 78 percent probability of Because she was always needing to give the statistics of everything. Yeah, yeah. 78 percent of latent bisexual tendencies, 100 percent probability. This is not a hypothetical question. So they start talking about it. And then Nora knows that Henry's gay. And she's like, have you met him? Isn't he supposed to be your best friend? He's super gay. And. This coming out didn't bother me as much as some of the other reactions to him coming out, which I'll talk about later on, because he was just talking to her and he goes, yeah, but in terms, what does this make me? And she goes, oh, like, I yeah, thought nobody we were- was surprised. Everyone kind of knew. Yes, what he was I just and- didn't like how some people reacted to it, I guess. But she goes, oh, I thought we were already there with you being bi and everything. I'm sorry, are we not? Did I skip ahead? My bad. Would you like to come out to me? I'm listening. Hi. I I did laugh at that. But he goes, shit, I just needed someone to tell me, how did you know that you were? And she's like, I don't know, man. I was in junior year of high school and I touched a boob. It wasn't very profound. Their whole interaction through this whole thing as he's discovering shit was nice. And Nora's probably one of my favorite people in this book. I loved her a lot. I loved her character a lot. She was very funny. But she was also a really good friend to both of them, realistically, yep. in the end. So it was it was even cool. June was pushing him and being like, mm-hmm. You can't just be moping around the house. Like, let's go, buddy. Yeah. Which it was a line in this part that I did not like the writing when she made him go for a run with her. And it was basically like he feels like a dog that has to be taken on walks to get his energy out, especially when June says, you're like a dog that has to be taken on walks to get his energy out. That wasn't necessary at all. Like, it's really redundant and it's not funny. Like, pick one, you don't do that. You either show or you tell, you don't do both. So that irritated me. Just saying, just a little nitpicky. I know. I was still in it because at this point I was still like, I'm all, I'm here for the ride. I'm here for the ride. 
But yeah, so he's going through this crisis. He's talking to everybody. He even went as far as to talk to a senator friend of his, Luna is the last name, but that's what he calls him, Luna, because he is the only openly gay senator and he's a good friend of his and he just kind of chats with him a little bit and he helped get him elected. So he is good friends with him. It's not abnormal for him to visit and chat. And all these people talking basically confirms what he's already known or what he's realizing that the, everyone else already knows about him. So he can't get a hold of Henry. Henry's not responding to him, but he realizes that part of their original PR campaign, contractually, they had also agreed upon that Henry was to come to the state dinner at the end of January. And so he's like, checkmate, motherfucker. Can't avoid me there. So the state dinner comes. Henry does try to kind of avoid him a little bit, but he enlists the help of June and his bodyguard to Shanghai Henry into a room and kisses him back. And because Henry has been sitting there and we don't get Henry's insight, which is such complete and utter bummer because I feel like Henry is such more of a likable character. A, he's a little older. B, he's a little bit more dignified. And I think he just have a better insight into a lot of things and insight into himself a little better. So we don't get his side of things, but he comes and he's just thought he fucked up basically by kissing him. And then he kind of ran away, but Alex kissing him back kind of changes the game a little bit. Okie dokie. So they agree to uh, meet in Alex's room later that night. Here's where things go fucking south. So these men are hot and heavy for each other. I'm like, this shit's going to get good. This is fantastic. Their connection is palpable on the screen. Are you kidding me? My toes curl when they're on a page together. They are so cute. Oh, I am just loving every little bit I get from them. And then they get into a room together and they're all like, oh, I've never done this before. Is it okay if I do this? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, so he opened his pants and I did it. And sorry, what kind of backyard fucking hobo street Fucking fake closed door scene is that bullshit. I want to know. I want to know. No, because I almost would have preferred a closed door scene because it wouldn't have alluded to giving us something and then being like. It basically gives you blue balls. It was Reading blue balls. It was so fucking unfulfilling. And it was confusing in some of the parts. Yes. Some of the parts I had to go back several times because I'm like, did they do anything? What did they do? Like, Yes, I would have preferred more if it was just complete closed door instead of the teasing you that it's going to happen and you're not being able to see it. The other thing is it would have been so beneficial not only to read because it's the smut part. This is Alex's first time doing any of this stuff. So it would have been really, really nice. Oh, wait. Because we didn't get any of his times. It don't matter in this book. No, I know. I'm just saying, like, it's so so unfortunate because Mm -hmm. it is... It is so focused. It took away that part of his it, character. It takes it away. You want to see him stumbling through the first time and learning with Henry how to be in this kind of a relationship. And it's so fucking unfortunate that they just glossed over it. And he was like, yeah, it was good. Cool. But I want to know, yeah. as you're learning, you want to know these things. That killed it for me because I was like, guys, 
all I want to know is his thought process like, as he's doing it. Like, I'll read books and the lady is thinking in her head, like, especially mm-hmm. if it's the first blowjob, am I doing this right? Okay, well, I hear them making the sound, so maybe if I do this. And it's just, it needs to be so much more descriptive. And especially where people were so building this up to be a spicy book, to have this be your spice? Is this what? I'm not going to even lie to you. I was here for the ride on this book. You had all these complaints thus far. I did not. I was here for this. I was loving these characters. I was even okay with the fact that it wasn't first person. Like I was here for the whole damn ride until this scene. And then I wanted to fucking DNF this book. I did not DNF this book. It wasn't a bad book, but I'm telling you where I was at with this. And I was like, what the actual fuck? I want to tell you the dedication to this book says, for the weirdos and the dreamers. Why are they not giving the weirdos what they need? Like, why is this for the weirdos if you're not gonna give the weirdos what they fucking dream? This yeah. is not for weirdos or dreamers. I just want you to know. No. This is not. Yeah. Yeah, because they didn't they, they did multiple blowjobs. <gasps> literally got none of it. Nothing. Literally nothing. Zero the things. And then it wasn't like, even just the blowjobs. Nothing. No, because I entirely have gigantic door. letters. Where is the spice? <laughs> Entirely closed door. In yeah. huge letters. And I texted Ariel. I was like, girl, we're going to have a problem here. It was glossy. And I joked. It was, I, I don't even I, think using the word glossy was good enough for this. Listen, because I, I told because Spencer, I was like, hey, why don't you call Lil Mama for some lip gloss? You're welcome. I think that I think that is even too good of something to say about this because let me explain to you how this scene goes ready explains how you're unbuttoning pants explains how you're hearing good sounds from him as you're going to do this deed and then literally the next line is he's been with girls who didn't like to be kissed afterwards and girls who didn't mind it but henry revels in it that's how you know it's over that's how you know it started that's how you know it started finished over like that is how you know something happened we go from unbuttoning pants to that line and that's how it is in every fucking scene including the good stuff i just i don't want to have to rant every single time there's something so i'm just getting it out of the way now yeah the good stuff the good stuff there's no good stuff no in terms of so they like this blowjob that we don't know how it went And they want it to keep happening. So they keep making excuses to be in each other's presence. So Henry does like a fundraiser thing in Connecticut so they can sneak off to see each other. And Alex goes to do some kind of thing in Paris and they both meet up in March for their birthdays. But during this time, it's very strange because up until now, they've been texting and calling constantly. And then all of a sudden... They randomly start emailing during this time. Yeah, I didn't understand that either. With no rhyme or reason, no explanation, no nothing why they would randomly stop texting as much. They're still texting and calling, but why they would, in addition, add on the White House server, why they would add emailing each other to this. It's a plot point. It's literally only a plot point. It makes no sense and it was not explained in any way. I do like, and I highlighted a bunch of them. Sure. What they- But they should have explained it. I'm aware. Or made it mean something or matter or something. 
anyways, I liked how they addressed each other in the emails. I will say that. The few of note are <clears throat> His Royal Highness Prince Henry of whatever, first son of your former colony, Alex, first son of off-brand England, huge raging headache Prince Henry of who cares. <laughs> I just, I thought it was funny. That's all. That is funny. So they do a lot of this emailing. And Alex learns more about Henry's family and B, his sister, and her past drug use and all kinds of their families like scandal and stuff. They just kind of commiserate with each other about kind of growing up in this spotlight environment type of situation. And they're riding high on life. And then June, his sister, confronts him because at this point, he hasn't really been up front with her and told her about the situation Nora knows but he hasn't told June and June's kind of upset by that because they're really close and they kind of usually tell each other everything but not only was he nervous about saying anything but in the beginning when the PR plan placed in the first place he was required to sign an NDA to even grace Henry with his presence so it, he kind of wasn't sure who he's allowed to say what to and all that jazz. So June kind of confronts him and basically learns all that's been going on behind closed doors. So now June is officially Literally. team Alex and Henry. And it was a good joke. <laughs> well, at least she didn't say, talk about closets. They do, so, though, in the not so much further in the future. So Alex has been finishing off his last semester of college. And he is graduating. There's not a huge lot going on because it just, he only had a little bit left to do. So he graduates, does his thing, but he overhears his father, Oscar, and Luna, his senator friend, talking and kind of being sketchy in their conversation regarding his mother and the election. And he's kind of worried about it, but it didn't really make a whole lot of sense to him. So he kind of just lets it go because he trusts them. Next is very fun. And I call it the California six. The next time that Alex and Henry can get together is Henry has to go to California. And obviously Alex's father is there. So it's a perfect excuse for him to go. So since Henry has Pez coming along, and he also decides to bring his sister, B. Alex decides that Nora and June come too. So now it's the six of them going out and they are having a grand old time. They go to the bar, they get drunk, well, except for B because she's sober. And they do karaoke. It's so good. And then he does say a line that I really did enjoy because it truly does encompass the feeling where he goes he's staring at b he's looking at nora and he's looking at henry and he just goes to june and goes bisexuality is truly a rich and complex tapestry and i'm like you know what yeah because he looks great. around at the table and realizes that basically everyone at the table is hot as fuck well except his yeah. sister and he's right. like isn't it great? Goodness. Yeah. <laughs> He's being like, bisexual is a I am fun digging time. every single one of these people here kind oh, of thing. It's lovely. But it's great. It was really cool to hear it talked about like that. And I think that might be maybe why some people enjoy this book too, is there's not a whole 
I'm trying to like think of how to word this, I guess. There's a lot of hate towards like some bisexual people because they're like, well, if you, so say I'm dating oh, Spencer. Like pick a lane type of thing. Yeah. Like I'm dating Spencer. So they're like, you're straight. And I'm like, no, no, I'm not like really not, but thank you. But they're like, yeah, but you can't because you don't date women. I'm like, it doesn't, that's not how that works. So this book kind of really does give, a, granted, it's the men point of view, but it's also less common for men to see representation in it. So I think it's nice because it does give a good representation for the bisexual community in general, because in some circles, it's not really seen as something that people will accept. It's very weird. It's a very weird thing because it very much exists because it is the, it will pick a lane, but like, that's, that's, yeah. that's not how it works. <laughs> like, right. that's, that's not how it works. I like boobies. Well, boobies and are I went into this book or I was hesitant, I should say, to read this book. And it wasn't something I picked up for a while because, and I think we had talked about possibly reading it a while back and we nixed it. And I personally was the reason behind it because I tend to not enjoy MM books that don't have, and maybe it's my age. Maybe I just want people to be solid in their identities, but I typically don't like the books that have the men where it's like, oh, I tripped and fell on a dick and now I'm gay. Or I all of a sudden was kissed by a gay man and oh, I think I'm gay now, or I think I'm bi now, or I don't like those kind of books. And I was really concerned going into this book where he was a presumably straight man and a gay man knowing that this was an MM book. And I had my reservations going in because those are typically not the books I like. And I feel like that is such an overdone story because it seems like it's almost every it's very hard to not look for a a book that is not a typically mf book that you don't find that storyline in it very easily and that can be super frustrating because and like i said i don't know if it's my age and i just want people to be secure in who they are because I understand being a younger age and finding yourself and and I I want people to already know themselves so it's there's a difference between finding yourself and then using it as a trope right to play into it because there is like because I don't go into mf books expecting a lesbian to fall on a dick and go, oh, now I'm straight now. <laughs> like, I don't, they don't go into MF books no. like that. No. <laughs> and so I think the big difference and where I do give this book a lot of props for is you do see the struggle with Alex, but it's not that trope, I guess. Like, he literally had. It wasn't done in a poorly. gross manner. Yeah. He had yeah. those, he, from the very beginning of the book, though, he had those thoughts. You could tell that that's where it was heading. It was just brain. his upbringing that allowed him to be clouded. Exactly. So it. And everyone around him was very clear to, well, you know. Exactly. So it was nice because it didn't give that trope and it does give a voice. And bisexual can be hard anyways, because. Exactly. This kind of gives a lot more representation. I do wish it was written better, but with what they had in certain I things. I have a problem with the writing. Okay. Like itself. There was one error in the whole book and it was just an extra space. There wasn't like grammar issues. 
Yeah, I'm not I actually, I didn't have a, a problem with the writing. Okay. I just, I don't like how some stuff was written. That's all. But I could see in that aspect of giving voice to a community that's not really given a huge voice to in general. And like mm-hmm. I said earlier, in some circles, not all circles, so please fucking don't come for me for this because I'm not speaking for everybody. But there are plenty of circles where bisexuality is not accepted within the gay community because it's the pick a lane and it can be frustrating where people invalidate being a bisexual person. You know what I mean? But it was nice to see written in this book and he wasn't given that trope. Oh, now I want a penis because a boy kissed me. Like, oh shit. It was the what the fuck. And (laughs) And he talked through it and he's like, but what does this mean? Like, I'm trying to understand within myself like what these, yeah and he's what these right he spent and a month talking to everybody and exactly really and, yeah. so so i do appreciate how that was that a month is... what i do not appreciate is the absolute shit fest that the sex scene was so so on to <laughs> that give it to me on to that henry invites alex to wimbledon and he even warns him ahead of time like this is going to be a different type of event than you're you're used to to give you a hint there's going to be people named basel here little little throwback to a recent episode also and he's basically like yeah i got this and we get a closer look at his douche of a brother philip who was the one who was getting married in the beginning but this is also like you said their first encounter that they attempt or not attempt but well as far as we know sleep together but again just like all the other scenes we get they bang before that because they bang after they're drunk they bang while they're drunk this was that right after karaoke because they go back because i have it where they're they're out drinking because we were just talking about the bisexuality is a truly rich tapestry are they in california at this point or no that was california yeah okay so it's getting the limo They stumble back to their rooms with burgers and then they bang. Oh, yeah. Okay. So sorry. They, okay. I I just, I'm like, I'm like, wait, hold on a second. They did this really drunk back in California. I have, I have California and Wimbledon on the same line. So that's why. Got you. I thought, yeah. It's just so funny because Henry has like a travel size bottle of lube (laughs) and he goes, I didn't know that that's a thing. It is. Yeah. So then they bang again in Wimbledon and we learn that Henry's always a bottom. This whole book, which is interesting. And Henry gives more top vibes than anything. But apparently Henry is the bottom. Which I was waiting for Henry to get his shot, even though we weren't going to see it. Well, but he still should have got his shot. Yeah. I mean, I I guess I can understand it, but I was a little confused at that too. I was like, wait. So yeah, they bang. They have all their thing. They bang in California. They bang on Wimbledon. Now they're just doing their thing. Alex heads back home and finds out that Luna has taken a job with the enemy. I want to say a job because it's not technically a job, but he's taken a political side publicly with the Republican candidate who is currently running against his mother for re-election. And everyone is shocked and awed and so confused. But that doesn't stop Alex and Henry from continuing to have their best life off page that we don't see. And Henry visits Alex again on the campaign trail (laughs) at the Democratic 
they're starting to get a little bit more reckless with them meeting so much like they're meeting more often instead of it just having to do with specific like charities or things that they would both naturally attend Mm -hmm. like henry just showing up to the hotel of the democratic national convention even though he's doing it like backdoor like you said they're getting a little little reckless but they with the rules here and not dick pics nope not a one so they spend their night they have their fun and then zara who is his mother's all-around chief of staff or whatever personal bitch personal boss bitch She's trying to get him up for a conference or something or speech or something. And she's banging down his door and she's like, I'm coming in. I'm coming in. And he's groggily waking up with Henry naked in his bed. Of course, he's shoving Henry in the closet. Insert crystal here. So he puts him in the closet. And then at some point, he ends up falling out of the closet. He does even make a comment about it. Well, he's trying to put the clothes on that got shoved in with him. So he's stumbling. Yeah, and he stumbles out of the closet, and he makes a little joke about it. I mean, breaking the he does need to come out of the closet. Anywho, so Zara is like, what the actual loving fuck? No, 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 no. You need to tell your mother, but not right now, because she's dead this thing. And we need to fix this. And you're going to keep doing this, even if I tell you not to, aren't you? Yep, yep, I am. So then he has to sit down with his mother, and he tells his mom, and... She's kind of like, okay, meet me in an hour. And she is such like a mental breakdown and has to handle it. The only way she can is she spent the next hour making a PowerPoint presentation for him about like six, six and like how to not create a national catastrophe, but also like, are you sure this is, you know, y- y- yada, yada, yada and go team kind of thing. And it's funny, but it's weird. And it's like, Oh, it's like all of a sudden it gave me like, you have to talk to your teen about sex vibes, but he's 21. And I was like, dude, you really weren't around that much when he was a teen and had to do this, huh? Because he's 21 now. And now you're having to like crisis about this now. Yeah. And she kind of panicked. It was kind of funny. The only thing that really frustrated me about this scene was when he was like, no, I'm going to stay with him. And she was like, then you need to stay off the campaign. And made him turn in his badge. Yeah. I had some pretty big issues with the mom in general throughout this whole book. Like a lot of them. Scene in particular really, really bugged me. And it kind of goes into my entire feelings about a central theme that I have throughout the entire book. I can understand with the mom, with her continuing to try to throw funny in there, and all this other stuff, threatening her killed, blah, 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 blah. And I understand that she is also the president. I get that. My first issue came when she was talking to June and she's like, and you're going to do this and this and this and this. June didn't want to do anything like that. She didn't want to do anything in the politics. And she goes, huh? And I'm like, your kid doesn't want to do this. So she kind of had blinders on when it came to that. Because I can understand she's really, really focused on running the country, running her campaigns and doing us other stuff. But she didn't understand, like, her one of her kids really didn't want anything to do with it. At the I didn't read that scene like that, though. But I, I read it as she was encouraging her to do it and be a part of it and, like, do it as a family. The but way that, that she, she was okay that, with Ju not wanting to. 
Well, the way that she said it, she didn't realize that June didn't want to do that. June's like, when have I ever said I wanted to do that? So it's one of those things. So that kind of bugged me. Well, she just thought she was extending it because it matched up with what she did. I But it's one of those things where she's solely focused on the politics and running. And I get it. I also felt like she tried a little too hard to be friends with the kids. it, It was only in how she spoke to them. Like once the pretense of her running the country kind of dropped the way that she had the conversations with them and again like in my brain they're kids still but it just weirded me out but this part I kind of got frustrated with when he came out to her because yes she did form the whole powerpoint and it was kind of alluded to earlier in the book where she literally made a powerpoint when he got his first girlfriend about everything powerpoints are kind of just how she copes yeah I I understand that like she kicks him off the campaign because it's not going to look good for her campaign with her if son. If he's mixed up in a multinational like gay scandal. relationship, it's not about the relationship. She's worried about but the, the scandal, the backlash, is, because she doesn't think it's going to last. But it also because when of- she realizes with him, when she talks to him enough and she realizes that actually yeah, he is choosing were, forever. But they were willing to find a woman to be with him, to go out with him, to be photographed with even Zara. Oh, later, yeah. Instead of having, maybe he has a man in the country, but that's not what it is. That's, that's, yeah. that's the point that I had and the problem I had. Because they didn't want to. It's because they didn't want to switch things up literally two months before voting because all he had been photographed dating had been women this entire time. I I can understand it from a political point of view. Absolutely. But isn't it also going to be suspect that you just kicked your son off of the campaign? And it was. It was. Well, yeah. But then again, at the same time, he had just finished college. He was going for his LSATs. Like they could spin it that way. And they did. But as you just said, this is two months. This is so close to the campaign and you're just going to kick him off this close to the campaign. I'm just saying if it's going to be an issue, this is happening right before this, but this is not the issue. It's They it's, had to do a risk assessment and figure out what was going to damage more. And they just decided more. that their gay son was going to damage their campaign more. I think it wasn't about the gay son. I think it was more of like the cake incident that there was going to be another scandal. Yeah, I wanted to put a woman in there instead. So it is the gay thing. They didn't talk about a woman during this time. That was the next time. I'm just saying that in order to get their mind off of him having a relationship with the dude, they were like, we're going to put a woman in there. It all just, it bothered me. Your son just comes out to you and you're going to just, that's the problem. Like I said, I that's the part I didn't like either. So I, that's what I said, but I off, understand. I off, don't like it, but I understand it. Off of that, the other issue I had with other things in this book, and I talked to Spencer about it too. And I was like, I already know that it doesn't matter what I say. Someone's going to have an issue with something I'm about to say. I do not like how it was handled of him coming out to anybody i don't like when zara found out zara's fucking going off and yelling i understand again she's trying to protect the mom just let me finish before you say anything so that i can get everything out please um i'm not i don't want to miss each one so like zara let's talk about zara so zara is has is not his family she's literally employed by the government yeah, but she's been around enough that they kind of feel a. 
friendship and but family with it. She's in job mode. If you look am- later, she even puts her own relationships aside for her job. Like it's totally on brand for her and her job. Nora was the one that I had the least amount of issues with because like she made jokes I, yeah, I about it. Issues with her. And I'll again everything combined and I'll explain why I have the problem. And then his mom kicking him off the campaign. To me, it just felt like everyone cared about how him coming out affected themselves and not how Alex was going through it and trying to figure, except for Nora. Nora did talk to him about it. But to me, it felt like they were all in self-preservation mode. Like, all right, cool. Well, I need to make sure that my campaign doesn't get affected by this. This happens. This happens. But no one sat and asked Alex how this is affecting him. He's still trying to grasp and understand his sexuality and trying to go through it. He even makes a comment later on when somebody asks him how he's doing. And he goes, I didn't even think of that because like he's thinking about how it's affecting everybody else. Well, that was that was the only I understand. But that is the only time anyone asked him how he's feeling about it. No, not in general. All right, then I'm done. Continue. Well, that's just not true. But it is, but that's how it read to me. That's what I'm saying is to Okay, me, but the actual words in the book. Um, all right, then let's just move on. Cause... But everyone in his life knew, and that's kind of the point in all this, that where he went to each person, that's how it was showing him and it was guiding him to realize what he already knew because everyone around him already knew it too. And that's why talking with Nora, talking with June, talking with like his dad, talking with all those people, they already knew. Yes, I did not like that he got kicked off the campaign trail, but I understood why, because it was the job versus she was trying to do both roles in that room. And she was doing both roles and she was asking him. She was even asking him um, how he felt about Henry and how, what that meant for him. And she was even trying to actually ask how he felt about that stuff. And if it was forever for him, and if this was something that, because she was trying to get him to understand that she even said the words, if this was just a boy down the street, I could keep you on the thing. She was concerned about a international scandal again because his track record thus far hadn't been good and he wasn't with people for very long and she was worried that he was going to throw away his whole life and all of the things he's worked for something that was just going to scandal for him. The only thing that I had obviously super issues with is when Henry obviously talked to his family and that well, comes oh, later. Yeah. But as far as Alex talking to his family, no, I I don't think any of them handled it poorly. I think everyone handled it on their own personality and brand as best they could. Like you said, Zara had problems, but Zara is not his family. Zara is an employee of the United States and was doing her job and was on the clock. And she doesn't even talk to her own fiance, like in a non-formal tone when she's on the clock. Like she is very in job mode when she's in job mode she is very good at separating that and that's how it read to me i understand that it can be different i was just saying that the actual words that the mother was saying she did ask those things she was asking she even said that she could make it work if it was any other guy so i think i even highlighted 
I don't see it that she said if it would work if it was any other guy. She just says this is a really big deal. This is not just some person from class or intern. You need to think really long and hard because you're putting yourself, your career, and above all, this campaign and this entire administration in danger here. I know you're young, but this is a forever decision. Even if you don't stay with him forever, if people find out, that sticks with you forever. So you need to figure it out if you feel forever about him. And if you don't, you need to cut it the fuck out. I also, I'm sorry to do this, but you're off the campaign. This is not up. Yeah, that, I, and I, I was risk. super duper That's frustrated the part that she that took I'm him off the campaign. About. But it's just, but it's, it's how that I understood read to me. that she had to hold two hats in that, in that scene. And that's, it's super frustrating when, and you, he, that's but another example of why like, you in, shouldn't be in a position where your mom is your boss. Like, yeah, no, it's just because in that little area, it doesn't state if this was anybody else, it'd be fine. This is just stating like, this is going to stick with you forever. So like slides were like, does it have to be the prince? And it's like sexual experimentation with foreign foreign monarchs a gray area federal funding travel expenses booty calls and you and then the other one was like talking about does it have to be the prince type of deal so i don't know she was kind of accepting but at the same time like she clearly went into she was self-preservation also campaign getting mode. sued from using government funds to finance I'm just his saying personal. there wasn't a lot of care of understanding where he came from is what I'm trying to get at it di- to me it I felt like it was ve- it was really balanced like with her okay. going from one to the other back and forth which is very difficult when you're looking for like you you wanted all mom and I totally get that because at that point he probably in needed that all mom. Mo- and that's the thing is that's what he needed in that moment but that's what I'm saying she can't exactly just take off not being the president not the president of the United States. It was not very lovely. I know. But fun times all around. So he's bored. Well, yeah, he's off now the he's campaign got no trail. job. So he's bored. He's got no job. Bug. No job, no prospects. No, shit. So they go on their annual family vacation to Texas with his father. His little getaway with his father. And he convinces Henry to go with them. And he's been having a lot of downtime because he's not working and he has been doing a lot of reflecting and seeing Henry in Alex's Texas element does a lot for Alex. And he really just is overcome with feelings and tries to tell Henry that he loves him. But before he can, Henry basically like, sees all the signs and panics and runs and goes to bed and then alex wakes up to a note the next morning and he's gone and once again ghosted this man really likes to be a ghost i was gonna say henry's really good at ghosting yeah especially for a prince he can fucking ghost like like no one's business peace out motherfucker yeah so alex is mad he spends a lot of time being mad trying to get a hold of Henry, who's not answering. He even is so mad that he confronts Luna over his suspected betrayal and is like, what the fuck, man? And Luna's basically like, you wouldn't understand. Just get out of my office. And it doesn't really go anywhere. And Alex basically has had enough. He's like, fuck this shit. I got nothing else to do. And he hops on a plane, not to LAX, to London. I mean, there might have been a stopover, but I doubt it. He's the president's son. First class all the way, baby. 
probably private. I don't know. You know. So he goes to London and he encounters Henry's main man, his assistant man, Shahan. I've been pronouncing it Sean the whole time. He's basically like, Sean, move the fuck out of my way. I am going to see this man. And Sean's like, I will have to call security. He starts screaming Henry's name until Henry comes a running and is like, what the fuck? And so they go inside to chat. And Henry's trying to hold out strong because his grandmother, the queen, has basically told him his whole life that he can be a deviant and he can like men but as long as no one else knows and he has a proper wife and gives heirs and is useful then yay happy days fuck yourself so he knows that he has no future in the eyes of the crown with this man and he is finding it very difficult with that knowledge so bad for Henry yeah so he was trying to stay away basically for self-preservation at this point. But now Alex is in front of him, telling him how much he loves him and not really giving him a choice. So Henry melts, of course, because Henry is Henry. And he basically caves and decides to give it his all with Alex and become a them together. He's going to tell his family. So he starts... Once Alex takes off and goes back home, he decides to start with Philip, his brother, because B already knows, because, you know, be cool shit. And so it does not go well telling Philip, because Philip is a stodgy old piss ass who agrees with the queen and is the queen's little puppet. This book took an excruciatingly long time to read. And I feel that's because it was not a long book. It was only like 400 something pages. But there's only 15 chapters in this 400 something page book. And one of those chapters was this chapter where it was just a bunch of emails with them back and forth. So it was a shorter chapter. Each chapter was excruciatingly long. So it felt like it was taking forever and it made you feel like you were reading so slowly and you kept wanting to put it down and they did not zip by. So Alex gets back in time to find out that video footage of... Henry visiting the Craddock National Convention Hotel has been leaked. And everyone knows, like we had already discussed, he didn't really have business being there other than to visit. Oh, he had business. So this is when your frustrating part happens, where Zara goes into doing her job, but frustratingly in the PR spins of trying to fix the problem so close to the election and tries to spin it so that, oh, it was actually, he was visiting June and he's dating June and has Alex take Nora out so that it looks like they're dating. And so it's not as implicating as it looks like. And again, I understand it from their job point perspective, but You're supposed to be the progressive, like, as part of your whole campaign. Yeah, is point they're progressive because they're also Mexican from Texas and they're Democrats. When Texas is 
wildly Republican and they're going and they're, and, they're and just they're going really to, worried about how close neck and neck they are with that Republican and, and they know that this will and sway of course, votes. Like, and of course the Republican <clears throat> dude's like, oh see, she's not worried about traditional family values. First yeah. of all, you can shove those traditional family values right up your asshole. But that's but why I, they're trying to recover from this because they know the race is so neck and neck with this guy and they are trying not to lose as much as they can. It's stupid and it's unfortunate. Especially if you're um, going to run as the progressive party. Sense. I know. Sometimes you have to play that game and that's stupid that you have to play that game. So <clears throat> Welcome to America. I would much Fuck rather vote for someone with a gay kid openly gay than a fucking bullshit. So would I think a lot of us. Unfortunately, there's enough other humans <laughs> out there that disagree. Yeah. So, so if that wasn't enough, then comes the emails. Because apparently we only needed them for a plot point. Now, all of a sudden, all their emails that they've been emailing back and forth on the White House server have been leaked to the press. Honestly, though, so I'm going to say, as they're emailing back and forth, I did get the little soul like, but this is so cute. First of all, Henry is so eloquent in how Mm -hmm. he writes. And you can tell the complete contrast between Henry and Alex's email. Oh, absolutely. Henry writes and they were, so like beautiful. you said, they were great. They were beautiful. It just would have been nice if there was a reasonable explanation given or just any explanation given for that matter. So why they're of emailing. why they all of a sudden went from texting and calling to randomly emailing. Maybe there was literally nothing written. You know what? Why. If you want to write beautiful words like that, mail it. Well, probably not actually going to do either. Honestly, just- it would have been cuter and made more sense if Henry had sent him a letter and then Be- they started pen palling. Yeah, because they even brought it up prior about Hamilton and stuff. They talked about I mean, letters and I think that's why they were emailing because of that. So I get it. So it's kind of like modernized, but right, the letters are so much cuter. Or fully connect more- that on page yeah, to make yeah. it not just seem like it's just in there for the plot point. Well, you know. But, There's a lot of things that were just in here for the plot point, so I don't but know to tell you. again, all the good stuff was glossed over, so maybe that was just glossed over, too. Maybe that's all just an avoid somewhere. Why the emails are written, how the BJ went, how the sex scenes mm-hmm. went. Like, just they're all just in this, like, magic void that we just don't have access to. Can we have access to the void, please? That would help. So, yeah, that's, at this point, both... The palace and the White House go basically zero communication. They shut down everything. And so Alex and Henry can't get a hold of each other. They're panicking a little bit. This is when the mom is just like, no, I don't care about anything that's happening. How are you? Like, this is a lot for you. Puts on her mom cap really well. It seemed like she was really good at whipping it out when needed. But... I felt like she had to make a choice of, you know, do I do damage control in my job or do I, you know, focus? And she made the right choice. You know, she did what she needed to do. And she's basically like, go get your man. And they sent him on a plane to London to go get his man. And hey, and Zara show up to London because Zara can make shit happen because Zara is fianced to Sha'an. I just like where they're like, well, we can keep our shit private unlike a couple of people (laughs) right like i can actually do my job without but that's again that shows zara 
mm-hmm. how committed to her job she is. Yes. But at the same time, she was mad at how committed Sean was that he didn't tell her all his secrets. Yeah. And that he's known about Literally, these kids the whole time. Dude, my yeah. favorite thing is when they high five, not even looking at each other. It was so <laughs> that they funny. banged it out. Obviously, yeah. off page, because we're not allowed to see that around here. Sure. Missed opportunity. It's a little late now, but we should have read the scenes as the Smutty Book Club and filled them in for them. We should have. Yeah. If we ever encounter a book like this again, which we are going to try not to, that's what we will have to do. Anyway, so they are like, oh, happy day. Everyone's together. We're going to we're gonna come out to everybody. We're not going to let this do anything. We're just, this is our moment. This is not quite how we planned this, but nope, the world can know this who we are, blah blah Let's go see the queen. So they go see the queen. Queen's a right bitch. And Henry's mom opens the curtain to the crowd of people that are shipping these two. And she's like, well, that doesn't say anything. What about the dignitaries? And she's like, she goes, yeah, but those are the younger people. Those are not like the normal humans. The, the core crust of the... Yeah. We don't need the crust, it's... ma'am. And the mom was just basically like, I will dethrone you. Like, I, I know the, your uh, secrets. Like, and of course, like, she want to stay in power. <laughs> and she like apologized so profusely to Henry for not being there for him. And yeah. really stepping up when she should well, have. She basically years. went almost basically catatose when her husband died and she really wasn't there for her kids. Which is shitty, but... Well, the moms weren't really doing the mom thing this book, so... So, the queen ends up backed into a corner and basically like, fine, you can date begrudgingly. So, they have to separate a little bit to go to their homes and start doing some damage control. And when Alex gets home, he finds out that Nora has been holed up in her apartment for days. And everyone's um, really concerned. Everyone's really concerned, but he finds out why that an anonymous donor gave her basically all the emails on the server of the Republican opponent's server, and she's been digging through them for days and days and has found evidence. He basically orchestrated making Henry come out to the world so that he could use that as leverage to his campaign to put him right. a step up. They were, but I think they actually labeled it as treason the way that he went about yes. it because he knowingly hacked into a government server and knowingly violated the first family, mm-hmm. infiltrated different things, and used that information to attempt to change votes of an election so it's like a whole fraud thing and whole craziness and they're like well this really can't be backed up unless it's somebody who's technically on his side and then they figure out the person who sent all these emails was actually luna who was pretending to be on his side for the public so he could be that person so he's been all this time doing that for them and they set free all this stuff and let people know what he's been doing. And Alex makes this big speech about him and Henry and who he is and Texas and all this stuff. And then the election finally comes. Now, shock, ah, welcome to America. This Republican man is still neck and neck, even after all of his crimes. It comes down to Texas. And Texas is notorious for being a red state. 
and it almost never, never, never goes blue. It hasn't gone blue in like 40 years. But through all this, all Alex's speech and all Alex's research and really buying for those smaller communities within Texas and because he's been working on Texas like this whole book and trying to really turn his state blue because it's important to him. Miraculously, shock, awe, not really because it's a romance book, Texas turns blue and his mom wins the election. Which... Yay! Oh my god. And that's the book! That is the book. Well, then they have like their joint statement, the two boys do, and like talk it out to the media and blah 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 and they live happily ever after probably Maybe. but we wouldn't know though because we can't see it it's probably in the magical void with the sex scenes and the reasons for the emails yeah there are some plot holes a little bit nothing much a little bit a little bit okay listen overall it was a cute story it was a funny book it really gave that rom com vibe if that's what you're digging be aware that it is a YA book. And I think only in the sense of the fact that there's no smut. Because sure. in general, it's fine. It, it reads like a rom-com, except for the lack of smut. All the rest is there. All the feel-good moments are there. It's well-written. It's just, there's no smut. And there's a couple plot holes. And if you're me, and you read like I do, it will probably read a little juvenile but that's because it's YA. And then once you get that in your brain, you're good. Smooth sailing from there, baby. Yeah. But for me, that's not what I wanted. And that was not it's what hard, I because I went into it knowing what it was. So, and I, I didn't. Mean, but I will say, I mean, Alex read like a typical 21-year-old Dinkleberry. For me, he read younger, um, but that's besides the point. Henry read his age, oh. like for me. That's what I mean. Uh, I, I felt like they read their age. I think what it is, is in my brain, because I didn't read the tags, clearly. In my brain... Because of the amount of smut in this book and that it was spicy, my brain did not think YA because yeah, you yeah. don't have that in a YA right. book. So right, my brain sense. was like, smut, perfect, not a YA book. I start reading it. But and that I'm being like, said, Bro. I've seen YA with smut in it. So, But just go into it knowing that it is a YA book. Go into it knowing that there is glossy smut. It's not even, it's not smut. Just know that they gloss over it. They're not going to go into super detail. If you want to get what's inside their head going on during the act, that's not going to happen. Well, hopefully if you're at this point of the episode, you've already read it. So, or you're probably just not going to. So, but this has obviously been a sensationalized book because of the movie. So I'm sure it's probably fairly highly rated. Um, It is. I have the ratings. Don't worry. I got you. Okay. Amazon gives it a 4.5 and Goodreads gives it a 4.1. Hold on. And Goodreads gives it a 4.1. I was just surprised with Amazon's one. Yeah. I'm not. Amazon's always higher. Yes, but that's just really high. Yeah. Well, it is a sensationalized movie, I guess. And it's an Amazon. I gave it a 3.5 because of, again, it's probably not the book's fault, but I was misled that it would be a spicier book and it wasn't. And I was not a fan of the whole emails being in there just for a plot point. Yeah. I gave it a three. Again, the misleading of the smut, the weird random plot points, the feelings I had about how I feel like the mom acted. And then of course, like my feelings on how I felt people handled the coming out situation and the way that I 
went into it not realizing that it was a YA book, so I was frustrated. <laughs> but it was fine. Like, I don't know. It was fine. Please don't come for me. Everybody can have a different opinion about the book. And not only that, but I might have even rated it higher had I gone into this with the concept fully that I knew what I was reading. Maybe not because I did not like how the scenes were written regardless. Like pick a lane. Ha! Not in a pick a lane sexual type, but <laughs> in a pick a lane sex scene type. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I, I just I know going into this I was a little concerned because I'm like if I don't like this book I don't want people coming for me because it is super popular right now but I'm also not going to sit here and adjust my review and my rating and my thoughts on the book just because it is extremely popular right now and obviously like I got turned into a movie and we're going to watch the movie and we'll discuss on Monday our thoughts on the movie as well. But it would be inauthentic to either one of us to adjust our ratings based on the fact that this is an extremely popular book and we don't want people coming for us. So, who's your favorite character? Nora. Solid. Yeah, I liked the Super Six as a whole. I really did. I liked Nora and June a lot. And I liked Pez, too. Yeah, the whole friend group was really good. Yeah. Turkeys were cool, too. Except that they were terrifying. They were terrifying. <laughs> it was funny, though. Who was your least favorite character? Least favorite, Philip. <laughs> okay. All the other siblings were cool beans, and he sucked ass. Yeah, fair point. Besides the obvious, like, shit dude, because he ended up being a predator, too. We didn't touch on that part. The Republican candidate ended up being a super predator, but that's besides the point. So, obviously, I'll just go Philip. I got him. He's awful. Yeah, he was a douche canoe. I'm not smut rating this because there wasn't any. <laughs> I am. Zero. This has zero cucumbers. Yeah. Zero. Appar- and apparently. And not zero to hero because there was no fucking hero at the end. It was just zero. And zero to it, zero. Just like that. Zero cucumbers, even though apparently Henry has a big one, but I wouldn't know. We don't have the pleasure of knowing. No, we didn't get to hear it described maybe it was pierced who knows don't do that to me <laughs> how unfortunate would that have been oh i'm watching it sucks in pain in need this one wanting to be seen this one wanting to be pierced have i had any no i didn't you should say no indeed that would make way more sense but we should just rewrite this book include the smut and throw a pierced cucumber in there why not that's why I said, if we ever encounter this again, which hopefully scene. we Don't. will be smart enough to not, ha- not have that happen. But if we ever encounter something like this again, we will not let our people down. All two of you. No, I'm just kidding. All 180 of you. We will not let anybody down. We're not saying they'll be good, but we will recite them ourselves. We might laugh through the whole thing. I got you. And since I was laughing through that, it sounded like we might laugh through the whole thing instead of the whole thing. And that just made it even more extra. Anyways, so yes, next we're going to be watching the movie and see how it compares. This might be the first time ever the movie is better. Who knows? It might be bad. Might be good. We'll find out. We'll let you know how it compares. Tune in on Monday for a special episode on Red, White, and Royal Blue, the movie. And we'll, you know. Oh, my God. And see. I do want to know what it's rated R for, though. 
I mean, implied sexual contact. Impl- oh. I don't. I don't know. I was just lying. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> it's like wow. You took. You took. Hold on. Let me. Let me. I got you. Give me a second. Oh look, it's the first thing that popped up when I went in the app. All right, it's literally the first thing that popped up when I went Is in the it? app. Yeah. Let's see. Oh, I can set a watch party. <gasps> we could watch it together. We could, yeah. Oh, but that would probably, we could watch it and record it, but that would probably be a violation, right? Yeah, of course it would be a violation. Nudity, alcohol use, smoking, foul language, sexual content. So there's nudity? What kind of nudity? Probably a butt. That's not worth an R. Oh yeah, it's only TV 14 in Brazil. We're getting nothing. Yep. A few scenes depict kissing and some mild sensuality without any nudity. One brief scene, non-sexual male buttocks. It was going to be a butt. One scene, brief implication of oral sex that's never shown. Yeah, it's the implication. That's it. That's it! Is it too late? Should we read something else? Too late, you dumb bitch. We already read it. <laughs> we just recorded the podcast about it. And now we have to watch the movie. Um, Can we... Turn back time. No. Listen, if this had more sex in it, it would be on Passion Flicks, not Amazon. I'm hoping that this booked movie thing goes fine. Can't be any worse than the other villain, girl. I don't know what to tell you. Don't say any... that. Don't think stuff like that. Ariel, they missed a whole ass baby. Well, they could do something like that here. What if there's no Henry? <laughs> so you can only go up from here. I guess so. Wheel of Fate, baby. Because sometimes we forget we do regular episodes and actually have to spin a wheel. That's what happens when you bust out five specials too, in a row. Too many specials. Too many but specials. at this point, we honestly, I think, have all the specials done until like October. So it should be regular episodes from here on out for a while. Yes, ma'am. So uh, this is our last spin of this wheel before we reconfigure it because we came together and, and add decided. in some more variety of things more and some variety. Cool new we're things. Gonna, and we're gonna pare it down as well a lot so that it's not mm-hmm. as much and then the one after that we have discussed about doing a tiktok live yeah and have um, some it. submissions and suggestions and, it's gonna be yeah. a probable shit show hot mess but express. you know what we are a hot mess express probable shit show every single goddamn day so yeah so this will be not like the love is way god no that i am literally traumatized i can't get over it i just i, I can't will get never over get over it so we're gonna spin the wheel it's like the pee thing for crystal she yeah. won't get over it <laughs> she will slot them in the same category Ew. that's a portrait slot it in gross stop it <laughs> All right, so here we go. We're going to wheel of fate it. We get something good today. Oh, God. Oh, please hold. I need to find it. I, I need to find it. Um. So, uh, because this is not a visual <laughs> medium, <laughs> the book that we have is, there we go. The Wheel Picked 24690 by A.A. Dark. And this book is classified as a pitch black romance. (laughs) Okay, ready for this? No. Well, it's a 2016 Goodreads Choice um, Award finalist. It's a nominee for Best Horror in 2016. (gasps) We 
Okay, we just said we wanted variety. We haven't done a horror book yet. That is true. We haven't. And I'm okay, so okay. buried deep below the everyday life of our society lives an underground world of nightmares, of violence and murder no one dares speak about. Contracts and law weave the web of our culture. Our masters walk among us. They can be our friends or the ones to make us disappear forever. Where I once had peace within my existence, it all ended with the death of my cruel yet caring owner. How was he cruel but caring? Let's find out. My world shattered and I was taken back to the one place I had hoped to never see again. The cells of Whitlock, a subterranean fortress for slaves who await their new placement. Now I have no rights. I have no say. My feelings and well-being are meaningless. Escape is impossible, but I have nothing left to lose. To stand any chance of survival, I must give my life as collateral to the highest bidder. Soul for sale. Slave number 24690. Warning, this is not a BDSM book. This book contains extremely disturbing situations, explicit sexual content, and very graphic language. This book exceeds the dark genre and has been classified as pitch black. It may contain triggers for some. Please read at your own risk. Well, this will be interesting. Please check all of your trigger warnings before you read this book. This is probably not going to be for everybody. Hey, we just had a fluffy rom-com. We did. So. But I'm just saying for everybody, seriously. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. As, oh, as usual. Yes. As always. Please, please. Read, please. read healthy. Yes. Tune in next week because I might cry. Who knows? Who or knows? she'll surprise us all and she'll love the shit out of this book and make us read more. It doesn't. I don't You know. really never know with Crystal. It's like. It's like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. 